morning. Hello, hello. How are you? Good, good. Uh, we just welcome you this morning. Welcome to the 10 o'clock class. And uh, it's going to be a great, great day. Amen? Amen? So I felt like this morning in the class that what we were going to do is continue uh, talking about thankfulness. Okay? We talked about, we had a message last week about thankfulness, but we're continuing in that. This will be like part two, although I didn't know it was a series till this morning, so that's great. But uh, let's just turn uh, right now, let's go to Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5 and... Let's head to verse 18. Well, let's go to verse 15. Verse 15, Ephesians 5.15 says, Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, I'll just point out here, we've been talking a whole lot about words, so when the Lord says, be careful how you walk, uh, then you have another verse that says, be careful for nothing, right? Uh, you, there's something here that's different between our two English words, one's right, one's wrong, and he kind of goes on to define it right here where he says, and, and be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise. So in other words, what he's saying is, apply wisdom, not taking the care of that, but apply wisdom in your walk, okay? And then verse 16, here's wisdom. He's going to go on to define it. He says, making the most of your time because the days are evil. In other words, there's a day that we need to be really wise in, there's a day where we need to make the most of our time. In other words, so we can go through this life and not make the most of our time is what it's letting us know. But we need to make sure that we make the choice to make the most of our time. And if we make the mo most of our time, it's going to be because we are wise in God, that we are wise in our choices. Okay. It says, so then, do not be foolish but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. Now, I can tell you, when I've read that verse before, I'm like, Oh, look at, you know, Pollyanna, Woo, singing and making songs, and we just don't care. And that's exactly right. We don't care. We don't, we don't take the care of the world. In other words, we let that stuff go. We let what the devil dishes out go. This is exactly what he's talking about. But he's also saying, look, don't just fill your life and fill your words, fill your mouth with stuff that's unimportant. Make sure that you are doing what's important to God. Make sure that your actions are what's important to God. Because if it's not important to God, you're wasting your time in a time where you don't need to be wasting it. So we want to make sure that we know. And what God's saying here is, look, here it should be to the place that our 
our words, our thoughts, our actions, they are filled up with the praise and the glory of God. In other words, when we come together, we shouldn't talk about how bad the, the, the world's looking and the politics, they just stink and this and that and everything else. Can you believe what such and such said? I saw the video all over Facebook. No, no, he says, nope, 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 nope. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. See, this is more than just what's coming out of your mouth. It's what's in your heart. In my heart, I'm not to be at the place, oh, this and that and this stinks and that stinks and everything else. I'm supposed to be making a melody in my heart. I got on the, in my heart. See, that gets the point across when you wear it right here. All right, good. Making melody in my heart. In other words, this is where I ought to stay. And anything outside of this, I'm wasting my time in the world that I don't need to waste time in. Verse 20, always giving thanks. Always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Now that means be subject to one another in reverence of who Christ is. Now you'll note, I want, you to sh I want to show you something. This thankfulness that's always coming out of our heart is a symptom of making a song, a spiritual song and melody in our heart. In other words, if we are not wasting our time, but going after the Lord in the way that he wants us to go after. And we are making a song and, and we are filled with the Spirit. And in our heart, we're allowing the melody of God to be produced in our heart. What's coming off of our lips? Thankfulness. But if thankfulness is not, and, and look, it's not thankfulness some of the time. You know, most of us, you know, I, I know most of you guys pretty good. And, and thankfulness comes, you know, out of your mouth on a decently regular basis, you know. And, uh, but here's the thing. You know, we, we thank God for some stuff. You know, we're not too bad, you know. But it doesn't say not too bad. Don't be not too bad. It says always giving thanks. Always. How many of us can claim in the last week we have always given thanks? How many of us can claim in the last 10 minutes that we have always... we got to let this word get in our lives and get in our heart where we are wise about the things of God. You know, let's, <clears throat> let's turn here uh, to stay in Ephesians but go to chapter 1. And I want to show you something. This is something the Lord uh, showed to me in the last, last little bit. Ephesians 1.16. It says, and this is Paul writing to the church at Ephesus. And he says, I do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers. I do not cease giving thanks for you. All right, now let's go to Colossians, 
few books to the right. Chapter 1 and verse 3. Paul writing to this church. We give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. We give thanks to God for you, always. All right, Thessalonians, keep turning. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 2. Paul writing to the Thessalonians. We give thanks to God always for all of you, making mention of you in our prayers. 2 Thessalonians, verse 3, chapter 1, verse 3. We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brethren, as is only fitting. Now, this really struck me because what you have here essentially is Paul is an apostle, but an apostle a lot of times starts churches, gets them up and going, and he's talking to people that he helped birth into Christianity. This is he, And he performs the duties as an apostle in these areas as a pastor as well. That's part of it when you're, when you're starting. So this is a pastor talking to the people that he pastors. That's good stuff, amen. This is a pastor talking to people that he pastors. Now, I know that most of you have not been on this side of the pastoring thing. You've been on that side of, of being a pastor. But let me tell you, let me just ask you a question. Do you think that Paul felt like giving thanks for all the people all the time? No. <laughs> let me just answer that real clearly. No, he didn't feel like that at all. <laughs> it's amazing how many times you will be challenged to not give thanks for sheep that you're shepherding. It's true. <laughs> but look at his heart. I read, you know, we read this. This actually came out in the men's, men's meeting that night. I read that. And the Lord said, you need to give more thanks for the people that are around you talking to me. Talking to me. You need to give more thanks. And I did give thanks, but I wasn't doing it. He says, I give thanks for you always. Paul had, a, Paul had grabbed a hold of some stuff that was very important. Do you remember over in Philippians, he talks about uh, you were the only ones, or they were the only ones who sent anything to me? In other words, all these churches that Paul had founded, none of them helped him financially in the ministry. Just that one church. And yet, I thank God for you always. Here he is in jail trying to do the good stuff of God. The people that he has helped, they've just left them high and dry. We don't care anything about you. He says, you're the only one that communicated with me. And yet Paul has this attitude. I thank God for you always. That's a strong statement. It's a strong statement. Now, you might not be a pastor, but you might be the pastor in your home. Or you might be operating in a pastoral position at your work. You know, you might have people that just don't make you feel like being thankful. But he says, don't be unwise. Don't be unwise. 
Don't waste your time. Be filled with the Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit write spiritual songs and melodies in your heart. And here's how they will come out. Here's the symptoms of that. Always be thankful. And so right now, you need to think about that person that, you know, maybe it's the person that you're going, they need to hear this message, you know. <laughs> Y'all never have any of those moments, do you? I, I had some once a long time ago. But if you, you know, if there's that person that you're thinking about, or maybe you're thinking about right now, mm, you know, that person that you're like, I don't, mm, don't want to be thankful for them, God. Mm, mm, I, they have been such a nuisance to me. We need to get thankful over that person. We need to get thankful there. Man, they have been causing me so much strife and so much heartache. They And they haven't been supporting me. Don't they know I'm trying to be godly? Don't they know? And they're not helping at all. I think the precedent that God has set before us is give thanks for them. Give thanks for them. Always be thankful for them and everything else. Because we've got something to be thankful for. We're not going to hell. And if you are going to hell, you don't have to. Hallelujah. <laughs> you don't have to. Eternity's a long time. And if I'm not going and you have the ability to not go, you've got something to be thankful about. And that person may have been, or people may have been causing you a whole lot of strife and anxiety and your job and, and, and just your co-workers and the people at school and, 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 and whoever it is. Maybe it's people on your team at church, whatever. You know, it's a, it, who cares? Be thankful. You're not going to hell. That's something to be thankful. Praise God. This is better. You're already living in the bonus. This is better. I can be thankful. Even if they're just, I mean, just rude and outright and tell lies and cuss you and everything else. Give thanks for them. You know why? If for nothing else, watch this. That person who's acting like the devil is still made in the image of God. They're still made in his image and his likeness and even if they throw that away we ought to honor that and give thanks for it amen let's turn uh, to 2nd Corinthians y'all have never heard this verse before anybody want to guess Two fourteen. Hold your place there and go to 1 Corinthians 10, 13. First Corinthians 10, 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you but such as is common to man. It simply means that if you're facing it, it's within your power with Jesus for it to not overtake you. In other words, it's not beyond you. It's not beyond you. And here's the best part. And God is faithful. 
If we can't be thankful for anything else, we can be thankful that God is faithful to us. At what point has God not upheld his word towards you? Hadn't happened. Never will happen. God is faithful. You might not know how that hasn't happened. You might not be able to connect the dots on how his word came true. But I can promise you, his word has come true. And as we humble ourselves, we have something to be thankful about all the time. God is faithful. God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. Your problem is not beyond you. And it's not beyond you when you hold on to Christ. Because it's not beyond Christ. With the temptation will provide the way of escape also so that you will be able to endure it. You will be. You need to get up. You need to thank God. I, Lord, I thank you. I will be able to endure this. Lord, I thank you. I will be able to endure this. I thank you. I will be able to endure this. Lord, I thank you. Let's make it personal. I will be able to endure that person. You know, I will be able to endure this or whatever it is. I will be able to endure this. I will be able to endure it. Lord, I thank you. You are faithful. You're faithful. Even when it looks bad, you're working good. Even when it looks bad, feels bad, you're working good. Lord, thank you. Then back to 2 Corinthians. But thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. This is, see, he's given us a command right here. You need to be giving thanks to God. Go back to Ephesians. We need to be wise. This is the time that we're at. Being wise in an evil world. Doing God's will. And God's will is allowing the Holy Spirit to rise up inside of us over all the stuff that's trying to come on you, over all the stuff of the world that's trying to overtake you, and allow the Holy Spirit to overtake you instead. In other words, that means you know, sometimes I need to be very intentional and purpose myself and say, all right, all that junk of the world, I just, I just let it go. Cast my cares, cast my anxiety on the Lord. I just let that go. And you just turn towards the Holy Spirit and say, Fill me. Write your spiritual songs. Write a melody on my heart today. And that melody comes out like this. Oh, Father, I thank you. Oh, I thank you. But thanks be unto God. Thanks be to God. Who always leads us in Christ. Who always leads us in triumph in Christ always leads us to victory in Christ. It's who God is. He always does this. It's not sometimes, not well, maybe. Always. You already have His promise. Always. Always. Leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. You see, part of the reason why we're not thankful is we don't have full knowledge of who he really is and just how much he loves us. And so if you don't know just how much he loves you, then you're going to be like, well, I don't know if it's going to work out or not. 
But if you know how much he loves you, then you're going to say, man, he's going he's to provide the way of escape. I will be able to endure it because he is faithful and he's always leading me to triumph. It's the knowledge of him. It, he's manifesting the sweet aroma. He's demonstrating the sweet aroma of himself in every place in my life. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Read this same verse in the New Living as we wrap up here. We'll read it in the New Living and then in the message. And, and the New Living says this, But thank God He has made us His captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphant, triumphal procession. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. See, when we don't line up in thankfulness and allow the Holy Spirit to, to fill us and give us a melody in our heart, we're not being used by God. And this is what he's saying in Ephesians 5 is let the Holy Spirit use you. Be wise. Don't waste time in this evil time, in this corrupted world. Don't waste time, you know, complaining about all the stuff going bad. Use your time properly. Use it to the fullest by allowing the Holy Spirit to write a melody of thanks on your heart. Look at the message. There's people that need to see the thankfulness in you for the things that God has done because there's a lot of people around you that are watching you thinking, I need something, but I don't know if there's something real out there. And they see the real or not based on how you respond and how you allow the Holy Spirit to write a melody of thanks on your heart or not. In the message it says, and I got it, 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 I got it. I got it. I get it. I finally get it. I get it. God's faithful. I get it. And when I get it, thank God. This is what he's getting. Thank God. I got it. We need to get to the place where, you know, maybe it's tonight. Maybe you're at, you're at home and you're just meditating on this message and you get home and finally, and all of a sudden it just becomes Raymond. I got it. I got it. Thank God. In the Messiah, in Christ, God leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. Through us, he brings knowledge of Christ. Everywhere we go, people breathe in the exquisite fragrance. Everywhere we go. Now, I want you to see, it, it, I want you to get a visual of this, is it when when we're on this race of faith, this life here on the earth, that, and you see this verse, it doesn't say that there's not, 
you know, going to be attacked. So Jesus said, hey, you're going to have persecutions. They persecuted me. They're going to persecute you. It's a part of a cursed world. You're going to see this stuff rise up against you. In other words, he's not saying you're not going to have persecution. He's saying that in the middle of it, you can know that I just came out of a victory and I'm headed to another one. And then when I get done with this one, I'm heading to another one. And I don't care what's in between each victory. I am in a perpetual victory victory parade but thanks Lord I just thank you I'm in a perpetual victory parade doesn't matter what it is in the middle I've already won on the other side of this thing all I've got to do is stay in the race and I do that by letting the Holy Spirit fill me with a melody of thanks written on my heart and I let it come out of me it's that simple, and I just stay in that place. And listen to the simplicity of that. I know who he is, and no matter what comes my way, I just stay in that place, filled with the Holy Spirit, who's writing a melody on my heart of thanks. I just stay in that place. Life becomes so simple. Victories become so easy because it's in this place. I'm not wasting time. I'm fulfilling the will of God. In other words, you know, when I'm going from victory to victory, I'm not taking a big old you know, worldly logic shortcut that's really not a shortcut way over here till I get to my victory. I'm staying on the path of God. So that means I'm going from point A to point B. Shortest distance between two points is a straight line. I'm staying on the straight line of God, which is He's written a melody of thanks on my heart. I'm staying right in the will of God, going from victory to victory as fast as I can. I'm not, I'm not wasting time being entangled by the world's detours to the side. I just stay in this place. Lord, fill me. Write a melody of thanks on my heart. Write a melody of thanks on my heart, and I'll let you. You know, and a lot of people, you know, they're like, well, you don't have to let God. He'll just do it. Oh, no, no, no. He, he's got, he's telling you these things because he's not going to make you do them. We've got to partner with him. We've got to be purposeful and intentional to allow God to be God in our lives. But when we do it, we stay and we go the shortest distance from victory to victory in each perpetual victory stop in this parade. This is thankfulness. And we got to be thankful, not waste time. Be wise. Be wise. And be thankful. Amen. Amen. Father, we just receive your thankfulness right now. I got it. I got it, Lord. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Lord, no matter what I see, no matter what I face, no matter what someone says to me, no matter what happens to me, I just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, you are faithful. You are good. You are love. And I just thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Holy Spirit, and just, you can pray this with me right now. Just say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Write your song on my heart. I, I open myself up. I don't have a hardened heart. But I crack that heart open so that you can write your melody of thankfulness on my heart. And I will be thankful in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
you get something out of it? Good. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you in a few minutes. Bye-bye.